Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and today I'm eager to share with you episode number 57 with Jody Burnt. She is the author of the series, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. And get this, she also wrote books to pray over your teens, your adult children, and your life. I also just heard she may be working on one for our marriages. Just this past weekend, I received my copy of How to Pray for My Teens. And let me tell you, the intro alone had me nodding my head and excited for more. Now, how she came to author these books is just the coolest story. You will leave this conversation today feeling inspired to pray boldly over the children in your circle of influence. So do not forget to head on over after this to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, where you can click on the resource tab to find this podcast and the show notes. Then this is where you'll be able to access all the amazing tools Jody talks about that are actually available to you for free. And don't just keep this to yourself. Forward this episode on to your friends. Empower them to learn and pray God's words too. Are you ready to pray prayers that will release God's provision over the kids in your life? Let's go. Well, hi, Jody. Welcome to You Can Tell the Children podcast. We're so happy to have you. Hey, Corey. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be chatting. Well, what you do, you tell people about Jesus. You have prayer involved in that. And before we talk about that and how you pray with scriptures, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your family? Sure. Yes. My husband and I have been married almost 37 years. We have four adult children. They're all married. We've moved all over the country with his job. He's not with the Navy like you all were, but everybody (laughs) thinks we are because we've moved so much. And now we're really delighted because we have two grandbabies. One's almost two and one's almost one. And that has just entered us into a whole new season. So- Oh, those are fun. Those are fun ages, Jody. Oh my, they're busy. Yep. 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 So very fun. So thank you for asking. Absolutely. You have such a passion for prayer and for praying over (laughs) for children, for teens, for adults. In fact, you did a whole book series on this. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to write books on praying scripture? Well, you know, I'm not a prayer expert. I'm a regular mom, regular grandmom. I just kind of realized early on that I needed help in my parenting. And I had grown up in a Christian home. I was blessed by that. And I had an example of praying parents. But when I had my own children and I started praying for them, I felt like my prayers were getting a little bit boring, maybe just, you know, bless them, help them on their spelling test, let them feel better when they're sick. Nothing wrong with those prayers. But I just thought, gosh, there's got to be more to this. And a couple of things happened sort of coincidentally that drew me to praying scriptures, to using the Bible really as a starting place for my conversation. 
One was that I got involved with a group. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with Moms in Prayer. And if yes. they're not, momsinprayer.org is just a great website with lots of resources. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is I began to just seeing my Bible as not something so much to be read through as to be prayed through. You know, I would see something mm. and think, wow, I want that for my life or I want that for my children. It might be wisdom or kindness or compassion or good friendships, any of the things God talks about in his word. And so I began using those words to shape my prayers. And you probably know the verse in John 15. It was new to me years ago, but I loved it where Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And then he goes on and explains why. He says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. And I sat with that verse, those verses for a long time. And the all of John 15 goes into a lot more than that. But what I realized is that Christ was inviting us to come and kind of make our home in him, in his word, to let it shape our thoughts and our desires, our perspective on things, and then also to animate our prayers. And when we begin to pray in accordance with the things that we read in scripture, we find out that our prayers start to line up with the things that God already wants to do. And right. for me, that was really, really exciting. I started seeing some great answers. And you and I were talking earlier about why did I even start writing these books? Well, again, it wasn't just that we had these four kids born in six years and I knew I needed help, but I also was seeing God answer some prayers. And so I sent out a survey to people. And this was back a bazillion years ago before email and survey monkeys and things <laughs> like that. A monkey, I don't know even what it's called, genius, whatever it is. And I, I typed them up on pieces of paper and I put them in our Christmas cards and I gave them to people when I'd see them in carpool line or the grocery store. And I said, if you could ask God to do anything for your family, what would it be? And, you know, you can imagine the things that parents wanted. Everyone, you know, wanted their kids to be kept safe and have good friends and have things like kindness and wisdom and compassion. People also wanted their children to be saved, to have a relationship with the Lord. I had some folks who kind of took the long-term view. They wanted their kids to find the right marriage partner, even if they were only three years old at the time, or grow up to have a purpose mm -hmm. in life, these kind of things. And so I took all of these answers and I got more than a hundred of them back. And I began looking in the Bible to see what God had to say about all these needs and desires we have as, as moms and dads. And I took kind of the top 20 topics and shape them into the book's table of contents. So if you've seen my first book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, you know that it is arranged topically with a section on prayers for their relationships, for their faith, their character, their future, all these different things, and, and researching in scripture what God says about them and talking to people about what they were praying and how they were seeing God answering. So it's kind of very user-friendly because there are stories about regular moms and dads, not spiritual giants, you know, not professional ministers, just people <laughs> who know they need God and just how normal, normal folk normal, like us. Normal people, <laughs> yes. And because the beauty of praying the scriptures, which sounds like such a fancy label, but I think you know what it means and your listeners probably do too. It's just taking a verse you read in the Bible and then personalize it to meet your needs. For example, like say your child, and I think all of our children go through this at some time, is eager to find friends, struggling to find good, healthy friendships. Maybe you want to take Proverbs 27, 17, that verse that talks about iron sharpening iron and say, surround, I'll give you my daughter's name, Hillary, surround Hillary with wise and faithful friends, people who will sharpen her as iron sharpens iron. So that's what I mean when I say you might just, your eye might fall in a verse in scripture. You say, hey, I really need that for my child or for myself and my wisdom in parenting. 
And you just kind of personalize it by putting your own name, your child's name, a friend's name right in that verse. There's just something so comforting and just holy about that. It's just so personal. We talk about a personal relationship with Jesus and with our God and, and praying God's words back to him is very intimate and personal to do that. And and then the most important people that we have in our lives, putting their names into it it kind of gives you chills actually. Yeah, it really does. And I'll tell you, there's nothing so comforting to a child than to know that their earthly parent is talking to their heavenly parent on their behalf, you know, because they know, they know we are flawed. We are not perfect parents, but they know that God is, and that he has the power and the love to care about their lives and do something. So I just think that's a really neat thing to model for our kids early on. Mm, Well, I absolutely do that with my children. I Mm -hmm. I just started, we, we did pray for the boys when I had, like I said, three boys and prayed for their, their wives way ahead of time, way, way, way ahead of so oh, now, I, yeah. isn't that cool? How now old are I, they now? They're in their 20s okay. and one just got engaged. And I got oh. to look at her and say, I prayed for you. Yeah. Like, I, you, you know, said, I, I, pray, I prayed you for you. You are the answer. It's yeah. you. Yeah, yes. it's you. That was a beautiful thing. But putting their names in it is just uh, a whole new level to me of praying, of praying yeah. people's names. So thank you for yeah. doing that. That is huge. At Bible to School, we teach the scripture to elementary age students like in ways that are relatable and fun. In third grade specifically, though, we focus on scripture memory. And I guess I wanted to ask you while I have you here, what would you say that praying the scriptures is something, should our elementary age kids be doing that? Should that, when yeah, should they start absolutely. doing that? Absolutely. I, that was driven home to me. I think when my daughter was in the second grade and she looked up at me and she'd been watching, I guess, the video of Beauty and the Beast. And she'd seen the, the animated version several times. And when she came in one day and recited the entire preamble about, you know, the the rose and the bitter cold, and he was nothing but a beast and whatever. And she even said it in the accent of the narrator. And I just thought, oh my goodness, if you can tell me an entire, you know, script in preamble, you can learn a few verses. And so that got us kind of intentional about that. And I love what you say about making it fun, because I think there's so much to that not making it, okay, now we're going to sit down and learn our Bible, but encouraging kids. And in the back of praying the scriptures for your children in the 20th anniversary edition, I do offer several strategies for that, making it fun. And one of them is called build a prayer bank. And you can have your kids design little treasure boxes or banks or whatever they want. And when they learn a verse, you know, it gets in there, in their, in their bank. And then they have that just like money that you would spend if you were saving up in a piggy bank or in a real bank. You have that available to you when you need it. So when you learn a verse, you've got that available to spend on your own behalf or on behalf of someone else. You come home and you have a classmate who is, you know, struggling and and doesn't feel good about themselves. Maybe you've memorized something from Psalm 139 and you can say, help my friend to realize that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they're marvelous, your marvelous workmanship. And so so I think that really empowers our kids to feel like, oh, I have got these resources. God wants to speak to me and he wants his word to be used and read by me. And that little prayer bank that they can build is is just one of those ways. So I love you. So doable. Oh, I love that prayer bank. I wish I would have done that with my boys, but I also do. You you have grandchildren and we're coming up sometime. So you can do that with them too. So the grandparents out there take note of that. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. 
Is God going to be in hell? In answering this question, we need to explore the attributes of God, namely that He's the creator of everything and is omnipresent, or that means present everywhere. As such, He is present in hell. It would be wise for us to note that His presence does not equate with His approval or a relationship with Him. People in hell will still be separated or without a relationship with God for eternity. Think of it as being in a room with someone you don't know, or they won't even acknowledge your presence, even though you really, really want to be friends with them. While God is omnipresent, even in hell, those who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior will be in a relationship with Him in heaven for all of eternity. You have other great resources to go along with praying scriptures. I mean, you have on your website, especially, I was in heaven over there going, praying <laughs> scriptures, um, like the, the printable calendar. Tell me about the bedside prayer cards, lunchbox cards. We did those when the 20th anniversary edition came out because they do go with that. I, I call it bonus material in the back of the book because there are 20 different topics that kids might care about. Things like friendships or when they're feeling anxious or uncertain, you know, first day of school comes up. Or, or maybe it's That's a, a big one or trying out for a sports team, whatever it is, you know, kids, kids have that. We all have that anxiety. And certainly in these COVID days, I think that's more than ever, but say that's your child and they're coming. I write it out there in the book. And then again, you can download the prayer cards and the discussion prompts at jodyburnt.com under the resources tab. And there are discussion starters. Like you could say to your child, you know, everybody gets worried or scared sometimes, but God says he'll be with us and that we can mm -hmm. trust him to give us courage and strength. And then you point them toward Psalm 56, verse three, which says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And I have coloring pages for little kids so that they can learn that little verse. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And I did this with my four-year-old niece. So you don't even have to be in third grade. You can be four years old. When mm -hmm. I am afraid, I put my trust on you. And there's a coloring page that goes with that one. And then as kids are a little older, maybe um, you download the as I said, the bedside prayer card or the lunchbox note that has that exact same verse on it or other ones, Philippians four, verse six, talking about, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And we make them more bite-sized than that for kids. So they don't have to memorize by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, you know, all that. <laughs> they, can, they can say, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to thank him for his answers. You know, that's a translation of that Philippians 4, 6. So we try to make it very doable for young ones. Kid-friendly. Yes. Kid-friendly. Kid exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of kids, we one thing that we have seen is that the world kind of goes after their identity. Yes. They go after, you know, who they are and you're not good enough or you have right. to be tall or short or you have to wear these clothes or that. So talk to me about what does speaking the scriptures into them, speaking scriptures yeah. over them, speaking yeah. the scriptures for them, what, what does that do, Jody? I think it fills our kids with that sense of value and worth in God's sight, that he loves them just for who they are. And a couple great verses that I am praying over my grandchildren and it will talk about with them when they got old enough to kind of understand it. But first Peter two, verse nine that's where God says we're his treasured possession. And I love teaching a child, you are treasured by God. You are his special possession. You're his treasure. Or Ephesians 2.10, which says, you know, we're his marvelous workmanship. Some translations say you're his masterpiece. Mm. And Jeremiah 1 verse 5, that's where God says, you know, before you were in the womb, I knew you. He's talking about Jeremiah. And we can say to, to our children, 
God has known you even before you were born. And do you know what? He has plans and purposes for you. He's got an exciting destiny for you. And that gives them a sense of, of again, destiny of who they are, their identity, their purpose, their value, their worth. And so when the bigger questions come along, friend groups, yeah, even gender identity and those kind of things that are hitting our kids young now. Yes, very they can, young. They can have that anchor and that rootedness mm-hmm. to know who they are and whose they are, because that I think is going to be their greatest defense against some of the things the world's going to throw at them. So true. So true. We had a little boy in our our program at one time and his parents were getting divorced and he was mm-hmm. just very caught up with that. And he was ended up having a stepdad and it's a very difficult journey for him. Uh, you know, just shifting sands, it felt like in his home life, you know, we were talking about prayer and he said, well, I know this is not that big of a deal for God to, for me to talk to him about that. And his leader said, oh no, God wants to know everything. He knows the numbered hairs on your head. Absolutely. I guess we all kind of think that sometimes, well, he, he probably doesn't want to know about all these little things, right. you know, and and... Gonna bug him, you know, or <laughs> any of that. And, and I do, I hear that not from just children. I hear that from 50 and 60 year old moms. They're like, I don't want to bug him with my little concern. He's got world peace and terrorism and hunger. And everything. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, he invites us to come to him. But you mentioned that the child was a, a child of divorce. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I've tried to do in, in all of my books, the one for children, for teens, for adult children, is to interview families, all families. We all have our things, don't we? But single moms, divorced families, families in the adult children book where kids have chosen lifestyles and, and you know adult choices that parents might not love or approve of. But I want to communicate God's great love for us and his patient love for us and how he watches over us and remembers us and is always wooing us home. And none of us is disqualified to come before him with our prayers, whether we're praying for ourselves or we're praying for our little ones. He just loves us. And I think we can really sometimes trip ourselves up when we think, oh, we're not good enough to come to him or our family's broken or messed up. That's okay. None of that surprises him. He came as the redeemer, right? So that's right. Wants to jump into all of that. What I find interesting as I pray the scriptures for my children, I notice that it changes me. Mm-hmm. It changes me to be praying that way and giving them to God. It's almost like we are actually releasing them to God through his word. And yes. so yeah. talk to me about that, about about what how does it change the prayer? You know, that is a great question and really a powerful component of this whole thing because our prayers release God's provision. Over and over again in scripture, we say he wants us to pray. He could go around just making it rain, healing someone. And and, you know, a lot of times he does without even being asked, but over and over and over again in scripture, he says, ask me, he commands us to pray. He wants that relationship with us. You know, just like we, as parents love it when our kids ask us for something and we can fulfill it, that's kind of a bond there for us. Instead of us just being a vending machine, spitting out their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. Um, (laughs) So God says, ask, and our prayers do open the door to his provision, but they do something else too. Just, and you touched on it. They open the door to his peace because as we take him at his word, as we pray these promises, as we trust that he is who he says he is and come before him, we can do exactly what you said, leave it in his hands, knowing that there's not a need we're going to face that he hasn't already thought of and provided for in his word. There's nothing too big for him, nothing unexpected for him. And when we begin to get our minds around those things, we can kind of relax and just say, God, I don't see how this could work out. I don't see how you can make a way, 
but I know you are the way maker. I know you're the provider and I know you are able. You know, scripture says mm. he is able. And so when we bring him to him, we can leave it there and just relax knowing that we're significant in our child's lives. But I have a good friend, Jeannie Cunyon. She wrote a great book called Mom Set Free and you might want to interview her too. But she says we're significant in our child's lives, but we're not sovereign. And a lot of times mm. we make a mistake thinking it's all up to us and it's not. It's not. No, absolutely. I love that. It's great. I'd love to talk to you forever on this subject. (laughs) This is a great subject. But I I had one last question for you, and then I was going to ask you to pray. I noticed you have an awesome blog. I've been watching your blog and just all the very interesting, and and you have a great sense of humor too. You make me laugh out loud. (laughs) Uh, But it it looks like you do a prayer challenge each month. Well, I don't do it's kind of a, a, a morphing thing and mm-hmm. started the blog thinking, okay, every single week, I'm going to send out this email to encourage people and give prayer prompts and all that kind of thing. And this past year, I've spent a lot of time working on a new book, praying the scriptures for your marriage. My blog has taken a bit of a hit and now it only <laughs> comes out a couple times a month, but yeah, folks can sign up for that at jodyburnt.com. And that's also where people will find, as you mentioned earlier, all the printable things like the calendars, the resources, um, and on where I'm probably most active on social media is on Instagram. And that's where, where you'll see some of the prayer challenges, the graphics where the prompts come around, just kind of come alongside and- folks and encourage us to pray. Cause I think we all need each other. Don't we? We do. We do. And your books are very, very encouraging. So I want to definitely be talking to people about them more so. But would you please end us in prayer, especially praying over us? Uh, We appreciate you all you're doing, Jody. Thank you. You know what? I would be delighted to. Thank you so much, Corey. And Lord bless you. And I, I do pray for this podcast and also for the whole You Can Tell the Children initiative, God. Psalm 90 says, establish the work of our hands, make our efforts successful. And I pray that you would do that for every mom, grandmom, teacher, anyone who may be listening, that you would establish the work of our hands, make our efforts successful. And another prayer too, that just comes to mind as um, we close here is Ephesians 3 verses 17 through 19. I pray that you, this is Paul writing, being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that love that surpasses all knowledge so that we can be filled to the measure with all the fullness of God. I pray that you would do that for us, Lord. Fill us up to the measure with your fullness. Equip us to love our families well, to teach our families about you and to impart scripture into hearts at an early age, because we know that that right there is just a great way to get to know you and to have conversation with you. So we ask all of these things in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the question of the day is, if you could ask God to do anything for your family, what would it be? I just love that this is the question that jump-started Jody's first book, and it fuels my fire to boldly ask big requests of my Heavenly Father. So what about you? Are you firmly rooted and anchored in God's Word? What about the kids in your life? Could they benefit from praying scriptures, just like the ones Jody mentioned? I just love how they speak not only to who they are, but also to whose they are. Knowing the answer to these questions will be their greatest defense against what the world throws at them. So before you leave, be sure you head on over to BibleToSchool.com to grab the show notes from today's episode. 
It includes the links you need to access Jody's awesome prayer cards, lunchbox and bedtime prayer prompts, and even coloring pages for your kids. Then while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, next week, we will be talking with Doug Clark, promotion coordinator for the CU at the Pole rallies that you've likely heard about. This is just in time for CU at the Pole 2022. So until then, friends, be well, pray boldly, and remember, you can teach the children in your lives to do the very same.